We are so excited to kick off the second iteration of our program, Grounded and Growing. It is a group coaching cohort experience designed to help you develop or deepen your trauma-informed Jewish social justice practice. This episode is an excerpt from our Taste of Grounded and Growing earlier this month. This is Jews Talk Racial Justice with April and Tracy, a weekly show hosted by April Baskin and Tracy Guy Decker. In a complex world, change takes courage. Wholehearted relationships can keep us accountable. We are so glad that you are here. Welcome to Taste of Grounded and Growing. I'm April Baskin. I am the founder and CEO or director of Joyous Justice. I have been doing work around justice, equity, belonging, and diversity, um, as well as wellness and uh, counter-oppressive work for 20 years in the Jewish community. And specifically in the past 10 years, I've also dedicated a tremendous amount of time, love, attention, and energy to extensively learning and practicing a variety of wellness, self-care, and counter-oppressive trauma healing and liberation modalities to be able to do powerful work in the world and thrive, hence joyous justice. Um, that's really at the very heart about of what we are all about. And um, with that, I will turn it over to Tracy to introduce herself. Thanks, April. Hey, y'all. So uh, I am Tracy Guy Decker. I'm the Tracy at the end of Juice Talk Racial Justice with April and Tracy. That's me. (laughs) So I'm a senior partner um, with April in Joyous Justice. And I have been with April for almost two years now. And I have been on my own um, anti-racist, anti-oppression journey for basically since the uprising in Baltimore in 2015, after Freddie Gray was murdered. That was the start of my real activation. Um, And from that, I have come to facilitate essential and sometimes difficult conversations, um, especially for Jewish communities, though not exclusively. And April and I just are really good friends and great compliments to one another. The things that she is good at, I'm less good at and vice versa. And there are some things we're both good at and just kind of bolster and reinforce one another. We are now going to give you um, an introduction to the program and cover some of what's in the program. And this is normally in a session and we might dive into some of the material material. Um, but here, the material we're diving into is the program itself and some insights we're happy to share in the context of doing the overview. So first, we want to do a pop that comes from some social justice leader spaces, leadership spaces I'm in, purpose, desired outcomes or outcomes, and process about the overall program. So as a number of you know, pretty clearly, it's in our tagline for this program that the purpose of this program is to help wonderful Jewish and Jewish adjacent leaders to establish and or deepen a multidisciplinary, trauma-informed Jewish social justice and or racial justice practice. And that this will deeply empower and um, just create a lot more possible. That's more of the outcome. So I think that's sufficient for now. So yes, let's dive into the outcomes. There are a range we have here. One of our desired outcomes is that by going through this experience of grounded and growing, that you will have a sense of how to honor and account for competing demands, whether that's internal needs you have and or um, dynamics in a situation. Because right now, my general sense as a social change leader and consultant in Jewish spaces now for many, many years is that people are increasingly trying to account for these variables, but they have no idea where to place all of it. 
And often certain things get left behind because it feels like it's competing and they can't decide, right? Additionally, one of another outcome that we're going to give you through this Shema process that we're about to cover in just a few moments, um, a process that's highly adaptive, that both has a lot of material and substance, and that is really customizable to what works well for you. Um, and you can go through the whole process, or if you're in a, an acute moment and you just need a little bit of support, you can just choose one facet of it. And that will likely open up either help calm you intellectually or somatically and, or open up new possibilities. So a concrete example of this outcome, um, I just share a brief anecdote from one of our pilot participants who shared with us that, um, I'm quoting them. A friend and colleague came to me with an overwhelming professional situation in their community, and I was able to use the Shema process and tools to help them understand what was happening, why it was causing them to panic, and helping them work to a, a thoughtful place where forward steps were possible. So that's sort of a, a one of our pilot participants reflecting backward on using the process that they learned in Grounded and Growing to help a, a colleague and a professional charged situation. So the last situation where they otherwise would have struggled or been overwhelmed by what to do and Go not ahead, know what to do next. Yeah. So yeah. the final P in the pop is the process. Um, so the basic process, there are eight weekly sessions, 90 minutes plus one in advance of the eight and one after as a conclusion, both of those are recommended. And also if you can't make it, that's fine. And in fact, they're all recorded. So if you ever need to skip one, you can always catch up. There are weekly recommended practices and or reading or consuming. It's, I, it's not just reading. There are sometimes videos to watch. But notice that the icon on that is an accordion. That's because it can expand and contract to the amount of time that you and energy and you know emotion that you have to give it. Um, Finally, the course portal with the videos of the sessions and any of the homework or other things that we share will remain available to you for the lifetime of the product. A couple other things I would mention. So those two um, additional sessions, um, we call it bonus because it's not a part of the core program, but um, it's highly recommended. Tracy also and I have a different relationship with this. So Tracy is the teacher who's going to be the the good cop, so to speak. And I'm going to be the teacher who's the bad cop, so to speak, and say, yes, obviously, if you can't make it, that's fine. And this is your chance to like voice, bring your voice into the space and what you're interested in and connect with different people and help really root you in a different way. Um, this is something that a lot of the participants in the first cohort um, really loved and appreciated. We have one of our alums here. And so when we get into Q&A or potentially at different points in the call, Nina, if you ever want to pitch in occasionally and contribute anything, we welcome you to do that. So thank you for coming in. Um, and yeah, and then also I saw potentially, which maybe it wasn't a question on a face. And so what we mean by the access to the lifetime for the lifetime of the product. We mean that at times programs are available, materials are, are only available for the length of the program and or six months or a year after. And we're saying, as long as we have this available on the internet, you can continue to access this uh, curriculum in the future as you need it. Because what we're teaching you are things that um, you'll want to at times refer back to and deepen and further, they will continue to be relevant as you grow over time. So what am I talking about? What will continue to be relevant? 
it will be a foundational pivot from what in my perspective is generally like we try, we get some different trainings, but generally is still what happens, particularly in acute, either high opportunity moments, high pressure moments, whether they be about opportunity or being triggered, or there's pressure in some way to deliver where there's stimulus to an institution or community or leader. And then there's some sort of trying to figure things out in the middle. But normally when we're triggered, we go into one of the five Fs, freeze, fight, flight, faint, or fawn, right? Um, And our action is often influenced by that energy of that fear, anger, whatever might be happening. And What we see happening in different ways in our community is that there's lots of repercussions for this in different ways. Um, So a number of patterns in our different organizations and communities that we aren't quite happy with that are business as usual, we continue to be stuck in them at times because these patterned actions continue to play out. Um, And so basically when we have what happens and our traditional responses occurring, there's a range of different dynamics Um, or consequences that can unfold that aren't so helpful. Um, Now, in general, stimulus and action or response in day-to-day life, when we're just doing things and interacting with people and we have our best parts of our mind and wisdom available to us, that works well. But what about in lots of key moments, which right now in light of what's happening in our world and the needs that our communities have to shift they're happening more and more. So we need more sophisticated, reliable, uh, malleable, adaptive tools that we can leverage to help us. And so what Shema is all about, all right, all right, this is my favorite slide. I know y'all might not appreciate it, but I'm very proud of this, right? So through Grounded and Growing, we're offering a robust, adaptable alternative. Yes, as the multiracial team. Woohoo! Okay, great. Um, the Shema process. Yay. So here's where I describe it a little bit and go through it briefly. It's much richer than this. Um, but this is it as concisely as we can say. So when we receive stimulus and I noticed in the first cohort, I often have thought a bit about it as a conflict because that's often how it shows up. But I think in social justice and specifically with racial justice, especially for white Ashkenazi Jews or in any area of social justice that's newer for us where we're learning, but in moments of tension, it still might not be our default. Like we may have new information, but we're not fully ready to apply it yet. We need an opportunity and a practice. We need different sets of practices that actively support us in creating more space and slowing down. So in the S segment of this, we have practices to slow down and or leadership tools to help our community temporarily stop and say, oof, this leader in this other community just did this thing before we send this potentially bridge burning PR release, perhaps we should check in with each other or check in with people in our community who share the identity of that community or do any number of things, but give ourselves the space. So basically, before I continue getting into Shema, what the Shema process is, is creating spaciousness that often otherwise isn't there and giving ourselves tools to create the space in a safe, professional, interpersonally respectful way and create somewhat of a sanctuary of three different sets 
of tools and insights that can give us more perspective, that can help us release energy that's coming up, that can help us better understand what's happening, and then can help us get really strategic once we've done that, so that coming out of that, we can be in our full agency and anchored in analysis and present moment awareness because we've worked through different things and have positioned ourselves to help ourselves and our fellow community leaders make incrementally, because it's not going to be overnight, but incrementally better choices, more strategic, intentional choices. So, um, so then we get into this sanctuary section or this shelter, right? This shlemut part of the process of, of Shema, Shalem. That's no, what's, Help me, what's the word for shelter? Sukkot. So H is about hidden and historical dynamics, um, as we'll teach more about in the program, both in terms of collective, communal, and national or international trauma, as well as in our individual lives. Um, the phrase from um, the AA community that a colleague told me about that um, in a, in a counter-oppressive healing community, I'm a part of I am a part of the phrases, big feelings or old feelings, almost always. Unless there's something acute happening in the moment, if we're having big feelings, it means something about this moment is reminding us of something old. And it's helpful to ask what happened. Not, not in that moment. We need to get out of that moment and give ourselves space. And then like what happened historically that's this is big and or for our peoples. Our community continually gets upset people say this thing. So um, this is hugely helpful in a number of ways, both from a point of uh, compassion, as well as actually dealing with the proper symptom. So rather than or the proper cause or source, next, we want to enable evolution through embodied and emotional awareness and expression. Um, and this can be on a spectrum. And we have some specific tools that are in the deeper end and more in the shallow end that help us notice and normalize these things so that they're not controlling us anymore. And instead informing us about what matters so that we can move into managing our mind. Um, and start to notice that we have a lot of thoughts and a number of them are great. And a number of them if, with a little bit of self-coaching, we can notice we can get more strategic and insightful and clarify what we're thinking and start moving in new ways. And finally, as I mentioned before, then um, all of this leads to from the stimulus that inspired this work often not in a great way, but at times in a great way of H-E-N-M and move into agency, which might mean action or it may mean actually not taking action and biding our time and saying like now actually isn't the time we're going to let this one roll either because I need more time to think and or the moment that people aren't ready for it. I just want to note too that we're not saying that this process will eliminate problems, that you will have like no friction. That's not what we're saying, obviously. We we're wish. saying we'll give you tools to more effectively navigate. So because we see confidently navigate. And maybe this, maybe this will resonate for you. I know it does for me, that people get stuck when navigating challenges or conflicts because we don't know how to fully account for all of the variables involved. So that's both with other players and even sometimes in our own internal landscapes. So part of the beauty of this process is that it, it, it takes into account the, the ways in which collective and individual trauma affects behavior. And knowing that this is and sort of asterisk parentheses, this is not a trauma counseling program. This is a trauma informed. So, but even recognizing that it exists and has an effect will help you. It has helped us courageously face what has been getting in the way 
And then to come out on the other side with greater ease, greater consciousness, compassion, and joy. When I think back on some of the greatest moments of angst and insecurity and just plain, oh shit, moments in my social justice work, I have no doubt that if I had had Shema then, that things would have been different because I would have been different. I also would have been a lot less anxious, a lot more connected to my own well-being and also to my co-conspirators and, and other players, whether they were, you know, I found them to be allies or not. And I would have been a lot more compassionate to everyone, including and maybe especially to myself. Because when I met April, like maybe not quite when I met April, but not long before I met April, like in the early stages of my journey as being activated in anti-racism and um, anti-oppression, I really had convinced myself that I had to sacrifice my own well-being if I was going to be an authentic and effective force for justice. I was wrong. That is wrong. We don't have to keep martyring ourselves. And in fact, we can't because it doesn't work. What we're offering with Grounded and Growing is transformational. It is completely transformative. Um, It is the articulation of years of hard-won lessons and best practices from both of us. And multiple disciplines. Yeah. This is not just like, this is not just a historian. This is not just a psychology. This is not just trauma. It's all, and with some ritual included as well and mindfulness. However, that works out. As we said, it's, it's adaptable. So we also have intentionally built this as a cohort-based experience so that you have the other people who are going through it at the same time from whom you learn and teach in addition to what you're doing with us. So we have condensed this instruction. Honestly, it took us years to to develop and we could offer it over. I mean, as we said, it's an accordion. We could easily fill 12 months. We've condensed it to eight weeks for this iteration, um, including the pre and post 10 weeks total with a $772 tuition. But right now we are offering an early bird rate that's through Wednesday, seven, six of 718. Now there are payment plans available for two or three payments. The early bird rate applies no matter how you're paying. And we wanted to say out loud, if more customization on the payment plan would make a difference for you to allow you to participate, we are open to being in touch about that and sort of talking about that. So I just want to invite you to give yourself the gift of deciding. If this makes sense for you right now, which we recommend, of course, because um, we're not sure if we're going to offer it again exactly like this. It's it's ongoing. And um, as I said, it, it is transformational. Then do it. And if it's not, that's a decision and move on. Um, registration is open now. The early bird discount is live. Um, and it won't take long to complete the registration. And I saw Nina unmute. So I want to invite Nina to bring her voice into the space if she would like to. I I wanted to add to what Tracy was saying about transformational, because hearing that word, it's like, okay, that's a wonderful word. 
But I do want to tell you all that this program and knowing April and Tracy has literally changed my life. And I was um, talking to my niece yesterday and trying to explain to her like why I think it would be a great program for her to take and be a part of. And and she was asking me, well, why do you like what did you get out of it? Why? Why do you think it's so special? And 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 those were the words that came out of my mouth. I um, I said, well, it literally has changed my life and um, I appreciate it and appreciate both April and Tracy and the way you teach and the way you are real and show us who you really are and how to make mistakes and how to rebound from them and be okay. And nobody dies, everything <laughs> keeps going. Um, so it's, it, yeah, we are strong, um, but it's a, a really great program. It's well thought out, all of the tools and all of the instruments that we will learn here are valuable. Some of them fit more than others with each individual's personality, but um, the tools are great. The materials that Tracy and April collect for us to read and listen to are phenomenal. And certainly I would never have found those by myself. So I appreciate all of that. And, you know, if you're questioning whether you want to do it or not, I, I would lean on the side of going ahead and see what happens. <laughs> I swear she's not on the payroll. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I saw a question in, you, the, in the chat about the timing. Um, so each of the eight, each of the core eight sessions will be offered twice in the week on a Tuesday and on Wednesday. So a Tuesday, I think it's at three Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time and Wednesday at noon. You don't have to go to both. That is so that we're going to deliver this exact same content both times. If you want to come to both, you're welcome. Um, but the the whole point was to make it more accessible to more people given the constraints of time. Schedules and so we have a, a question from one of our participants who is thinking about whether or not it's better to do the program first on your own to really focus on yourself and the self journey, or if it would be better to try and get a small cohort of folks who share your identity, other Jews in an organ um, in an organization that is not an explicitly Jewish organization, so that together you can think about you know your role and specifically Jewish trauma within your individual journeys and also the journey of the organization to which you all belong and for which you all work and like sort of weighing those two options about which would be better. So what do you think? I think both options could work. What I would say, I think the ideal choice would be, the ideal would be is if, if as many people as possible could do it so that you're in conversation about these things together. Um, there's pros and cons of doing it solo versus with the group. If you're doing it solo and you opt to have a chavruta either from your personal life that you bring in or a chavruta that you meet in the program. And um, to, I think everyone, but a partner, uh, you know, a learning partner, um, the benefit is that in certain ways, we're not getting, we're not getting into trauma counseling, but still certain themes may come up that you may feel more comfortable to share with someone who isn't in your workspace, but that's also something you can still straddle while also having your colleagues go through it. So um, I think realistically, what I would say is that 
Um, any of those scenarios can work. I'm guessing at any one time, but not everyone can do it. So I would say like, to me, a pragmatic ideal is it's better to do it with a couple other people. So you have other thought partners who are in your space. And if they can't do it, it still may be worthwhile because it will still be immensely helpful for you. And it will be better if other people have these skills. That's actually partly why I created this program is because I have this analysis and I want to be able to have other conversations with people at this level. And so I'm literally creating this in part. So y'all and also other people you teach can be our peers and getting more minds with this level of understanding to be able to figure things out and have more choices and options as we move forward while still acknowledging the difficulty and um, trauma and dynamics. That's what I, we love about this process among many things is that it is very hopeful and positive and it also is deeply rigorous and honest about what is tough and difficult and honoring that and not discounting that in any way. I think my, my answer would have been very similar. My answer would have been yes. Um, like this or this, the answer is yes. Um, cause I, th- I think I completely agree with April. It, if you could bring in folks from, from work, then that would be great. And also if, if it's just you, you will get a lot out of it. I, I keep wanting to quote Lauren Hill, um, how you going to win if you ain't right, when you ain't right within like the, the work, the work that we need to do is, is work that each of us individually needs to do it. It has to get done. And so if you're doing it with others, great. And if you're doing it by yourself, great. It's so much more fun when you say it. I know. Right. (laughs) I love it when you say it. Our early bird discount officially expired on July 6th, but listeners to juice talk, racial justice can still access the lower rate for both of our summer offerings, Grounded and Growing, and Shift Your Life in 60 Days. Just use the code JTRJ22. That's JTRJ22 at checkout. Registration closes on Friday, July 15th. Thanks for tuning in. Our show's theme music was composed by Elliot Hammer. You can find this track and other beats on Instagram at Elliot Hammer. If this episode resonated with you, please share it and subscribe. To join the conversation, visit JewsTalkRacialJustice.com, where you can send us a question or suggestion, access our show notes, and learn more about our team. Take care until next time and stay humble and keep going.